Jesus had recently, he had been given different parables. He had uh, been talking about the parable of the sower and the light under the basket and the growing seed and the mustard seed. And there were crowds that had been following Jesus. And at this point, the same day, evening had come and so night had come. And he says to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And so he was telling them, let's get in the boat. We've been here long enough. There's something on the other side that I want us to get to. And in verse 36, it says, Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Has anybody ever had a question like that with God? (laughs) Jesus, what is going on? (laughs) God, this does not seem like bigger and better and miracles and breakthrough. God, I'm about to lose my mind. I know I'm not the only person (laughs) that's had a moment like that. Jesus, where are you? God, God, I've got perfect church attendance. Doesn't that get me one free breakthrough? God, what's going on? They're saying, saying, don't you even care, Jesus, you're asleep. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And said one to another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Why are you? I want to pose that question to this church today. Why are you so fearful? Why are you so anxious? I I know each of us has our struggle. Each of us has the things that that we're we're going through. And each of us has had a different life and a different path and and, and different things that, that we struggle with now. But why are you so anxious? Why are you so fearful? Why, why is it that we come to church Sunday after Sunday, but we still leave and go home to the same fear and the same anxiety and the, and the same depression? Why are you so fearful when Jesus is, is willing to stop your waves? I want to be quick on this part because I believe that God wants to minister uh, to us. But Jesus told them, let's go to the other side. And it says that, 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 that they took him along in the boat as he was. And so in verse 36, it tells us uh, they took him along as he was. And so they, they didn't make any preparations really to go across to go across the water. They just took Jesus as he was. And so uh, in, the, in the Middle East, temperatures during the day got to extreme high, will get to extreme highs. But at nighttime, especially on the water, they can get to extreme lows. And so they they wanted to get to the other side. They they wanted to obey what Jesus was saying, but they were rushing through the process. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but there have been many times where I felt like God was God had given me an instruction or God had had given me a promise, but I, I, I just wanted to get there. Uh, I, I just want, 
God, God, God said that this is going to happen, and so, and so okay, let, let me do everything that I can to make it happen. Has anybody ever tried to make your miracle happen? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I wish, I, I, wish I, I could say that I've learned my lesson, but I, but I still struggle with it from time to time. It, it, it's almost as if, it's, it's almost as if I, I think that, that, that I formed the earth. <laughs> I, I, I try to make my miracles. Sometimes you try to make your miracles happen. You, you'll, you'll pray and, and you'll receive the promise, uh, but you'll get frustrated with the timing of God. In the book of Daniel, uh, the Bible says, I can't remember if it's in chapter 10 or, or, or chapter 12, but the Bible says in, in I believe, in the third year of, uh, in, in the third year of, King, of King Cyrus, uh, a thing, it says that a thing was revealed unto Daniel. A thing was revealed unto Daniel. So Daniel had a revelation. He was praying and, and God spoke to him and God said that something is going to happen. But the Bible says, and it grieved him because the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And so Daniel was excited that he had received a word from the Lord but he was also frustrated because he knew it was going to happen, but it wasn't going to happen right away. Has anybody ever been frustrated by the process of God? Where, where, you, where it's, a God, I, I know that you're not a liar. You know, we know God is not a man that he should lie. We can say that scripture. Uh, we can say that scripture a thousand times. We know that, 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 that God, it's impossible for God to lie, the Bible says. And, and, and we believe it. But, but we kind of don't at the same time. Because God will tell us that something is going to happen, or God will tell us that, that, that something is available, that the preacher or our pastor will get up here and tell us that God wants us to receive healing, physical healing or healing from your past. God wants to heal those scars, or, or, or God wants to free your mind, or God wants to deliver you, and we know that it's true. But the process in order to get there is frustrating. How, how many people get lost in the process? How many people have walked away because, because there was a promise, but there was also a process to get there? Uh, I know that's when I, get, that's when I get tripped up is when, I, is when I, I, I'm sort of headed in the direction of the promise. But, but oh, it's like, God, there's, there's, a, there's a process to this. It, it, it's like... It, it's like it's like if you were to buy if you were if you were to get a picture of of a perfect meal. Let's see, uh, the Ch- the Chick Fil A sandwiches and Popeye sandwiches are really popular, so we're gonna talk about some, some fried. So so you you got this perfect buttermilk fried chicken, and and you have a picture of it, and and and, and it's and it's and, and it, this picture it's better than Popeyes, it's better than Chick Fil A. And you get the picture, and you know, okay, I, I, I gotta get, I gotta get the chicken, and I gotta get the buttermilk, and I, and I gotta, and I gotta get the flour, and I, and I, and I've gotta get, and I got, I gotta get the brown paper bag. Some of you guys don't know about the brown paper bag, but, but, but ask me about it afterwards. And, and, and I, and I gotta, and I gotta get, I gotta get everything just right. And for us, it's like, it's like having the ingredients and staring at the picture and being frustrated that the ingredients haven't made themselves into the picture. Now the meal is going to be good. 
The meal is going to be everything that it was promised. It's going to have the flavor that you wanted. It's going to have everything that, everything that you were looking for. But it takes a process to get there. Don't be frustrated by the process. I had one person tell me, don't despise the process. Don't despise the, the day of small beginnings, the, the Bible tells us. Don't despise the process. And so they, 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 were, they were rushing. And so because we know that they took Jesus as he was, they were not mentally prepared to go across this water and to face what they were going to face. The Bible tells us that a great windstorm arose, and these guys were fishermen, and so it would, wouldn't have been something that would have been uncommon. It wouldn't been, have been something that was completely unexpected. It wasn't something that, that they hadn't seen before. It, it, it was something that they probably had experienced before, but but this time it was different. It, anybody ever had a temptation that, that, that you beat before, but now that temptation is in front of you, now it seems a little bit different. Now it's a little bit harder to say no. Now it's a, you, you know, my, my spouse was acting up yesterday, and I was able to keep my mouth shut, but today it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit harder it's a little bit harder it's harder to be to be a christian it's a little bit more difficult they they were in this situation that they had experienced before but they hadn't prepared themselves mentally because they just took jesus as he was and the bible says that the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full the Bible says that, 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 that the ship was now full. So what was on the outside of the ship? Well, it was okay once it was on the outside, but now it's on the inside. Now we don't necessarily know how to deal with this. We, 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 we knew how to steer the ship in the water before, but now the water is inside the boat, and we don't have enough strength by ourselves to get the water out of the boat faster and, and, and to steer the ship. And so now uh, the storm had come, and, and now the ship was full, and now... Now Jesus, they notice, is asleep. And the Bible says in the, in the King James Version that he was in the, in, in the hinder part of the ship, the back part of the ship. This is where the captain was supposed to be. Now, I don't think Jesus took his sleeping spot on accident. I don't think that anything that Jesus did was on, I don't think anything that they mentioned in the Bible was, uh, was on accident. Jesus went and slept in the captain's part of the ship. And while they were freaking out, Jesus was available at the helm. And so they, 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 they wait and, and they become frustrated and, 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 they, and, they, and they see Jesus sleeping and they said, Master, don't you care that, that, that we're about to die, that we're about to perish? And, and, and Jesus wakes up not, he's not upset. Notice Jesus didn't say to them, why'd you wake me up? He didn't say, why did you call out to me? He didn't say, why did you bother me? I, 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 was having, I was in the middle of a good dream. Jesus didn't say anything like that. He simply asked them why they were so fearful. Why are you so fear? Jesus was always in the ship. Jesus was always available. But they waited until the last second. They waited until the ship was about to sink to ask Jesus if he cared about them. 
when they could have woke Jesus up as soon as the storm came and Jesus would have been available to help. How many times do we wait until the last second, until the ship is about to sink because we thought that we could manage it? Oh, oh, I've dealt with this before. (laughs) Oh, I've been through these waters before. But now this time it's a little bit stronger than we thought. And we didn't prepare as much as we thought. And now what's on the outside is now on the inside. What was just an outward temptation is now something that I can't stop thinking about. Because we wait and, and then we get so frustrated because now now we're in trouble. And now we're in this cycle. And now it's like, Jesus, I know I promised that I, I said I would never do this again. I would never go here again. I would never talk that way again. God, I, I would never be this person again. God, what's going on? It's because we waited until the last second when Jesus was always available back part of the ship and we feel like Jesus sometimes is sleeping like God where are you and he's saying why, why are you fearful I'm I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm available God is saying I, I can I, I can I can guide the ship through the storm if you need me to or he's saying that it, that it, that if it becomes unbearable I can simply say peace be still uh, something that's so powerful about this is that when Jesus When Jesus is saying, peace, be still, he wasn't simply saying to the storm to stop. He, I know oftentimes when we read it, it's like, okay, Jesus is saying, be serene, be, be perfect, you know, be, 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 you know, perfect tranquility on this water. But the, the, the Greek word that he used gives us an imagery of a muzzle being placed on an animal so that it can no longer make noise or bite. And so when Jesus got up out of that ship, he literally told that storm that it could no longer speak. He told those elements that they could no longer influence the people that were on the inside of the ship. Jesus is not interested in just managing your problems. Jesus is not interested in just uh, and just helping us to get through day by day and to, and I, and I know I'm going to struggle with this, but, but God's going to help me. And I, God, that's not God's plan for your life. God wants it for, for, for it not to be able to speak to you anymore. There, there, there's some things that there, there's bills that are stacked up on somebody's table right now. There, there, trust me, we got plenty. We got, are you raising your hand for bills? Liddy, you got plenty of bills stacked up, stacked up at home. Ooh. Yeah, I, we just we just got an emergency room bill. They 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 told us, oh, "Are you aware that the copay is two hundred and fifty dollars?" And we said, "Hallelujah." <laughs> but but we we got things that, that things that are stacking up, things that are making us feel uncomfortable, things that are that that are causing anxiety in our lives. Things that are causing fear, and those things are speaking to us. And, and day by day, uh, day by day, those things, those things are speaking to us, and they're, and, and they're saying, and they're saying, you're not going to be able to manage this on your own. Mem- oh man, so and so had to file for bankruptcy. So and so had to have their house foreclosed on. Uh, uh, didn't man? Didn't your didn't your dad struggle w- with finances? I thought you said you were never going to be like him. Didn't, didn't didn't your didn't your mom struggle struggle with, with with drugs? I thought you said that you were never going to be like her. Now now you're struggling with the same temptation. Didn't didn't your friend who left the church 
over this problem, and, and you said that you would never leave the church, and now you're thinking about the same problem that they were thinking about, and you're thinking about leaving the church. Why? What? The enemy begins to speak to us over and over, and, 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 and we allow his voice into our ear. But Jesus today wants to give us the power to shut that voice down and to say, fear, you can no longer speak to me. Fear, anxiety, you can no longer speak to me. Does anybody want to live a life free of your fear, free of the pressure, free of depression? Come on, free of anxiety. Does anybody want to be free today? Come on, does anybody does, does anybody not just want to look good, but do you want to feel good as well? I'm tired of putting on a face at church so that people can pat me on the back and say, I want to be like him. I, I, I don't want to put on a front when I come in here. I don't, I don't want to just put on a smile because that's what I feel like I have to do. I just want to receive victory. I don't, I don't, I don't need it to look cute. I, I, I don't need to have my, 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 my perfect Pentecostal praise, but sometimes Sometimes we need to lay everything down on the altar. Sometimes we just need to lift up our hands. Sometimes we just need to say, Jesus, I need you. Sometimes we need to step outside of, uh, of where we're standing and we need to say, God, I don't understand what's, what's going on. And, and people can think what, what they want to think. But Jesus, I, I need more of you in this moment. God, I'm not concerned about what people are saying. I'm not concerned about what people are thinking. But Jesus, I just need your power. Jesus, I just need your love. God, God, I just need your strength today. Stop worrying about how you're going to manage your problem. You don't need to manage it. God wants you to command it. The same power that Jesus had when he said, peace, be still. And he told the storm to be quiet and to be silent is the same power. Come on. Jesus had put the spirit that was in him. If the spirit of Christ be in you, that raised him up from the grave. Come on. Jesus has given you resurrection power if you have his spirit. God has given you the authority to perform every single thing that he did in this scripture. If he could speak to the storm, you can speak to the storm. Come on, if he could raise up Jairus' daughter from the, from the grave, you can raise up somebody's daughter from the grave. Come on, your prayers have power. Your prayers have power, but our, how much power we have is dependent on our, our relationship with God. Some of us are speaking to our fear more than we're speaking to our God. Some of us are allowing our anxiety to speak to us, our depression to speak to us, and to dictate who we are more than we're allowing God to speak to us on a daily basis. Come on, there's somebody in this room that just in the last week you were thinking about suicide, and suicide has been speaking to you and been plaguing plaguing your mind and and, and been overcoming. Some of you, somebody in this room that's been thinking about leaving home just this past week, I I, I feel it in, in the spirit. I'm not just saying this. Somebody's been thinking about leaving this church recently. Come on, that's not God's will for you. God doesn't want you to just leave. God doesn't want you to quit. God doesn't want you to commit suicide. God wants you to have victory today. Come on, victory is yours today. Victory is yours today. The power, you need the power that he has. It's all dependent on our relationship. Somebody say relationship. If you don't pray, you won't have the power. You can't have the power without prayer. If we don't fast, we won't have the power. If we're not baptized in the name of Jesus, we won't have the power. That's a covenant relationship. We take on his name. It's, it's, it's similar to uh, as, when, as, when, as when you get married and, 
and 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 he take on the name the the, uh, the woman takes on the name the last name of the man that's what we're doing when we enter into covenant with Jesus we're taking it so my name is not just Chris Knight but it, but it's like it's saying Chris Knight Jesus he adds his name onto on, on my name and I, I'm entered into a covenant relationship with him I, that means that that that, that the authority that, that he has is available to me. But I still need the relationship to access that authority. It's like having a, a, a large inheritance, uh, an incredible, in, incredibly wealthy father. And he says, all you have to do is talk to me on a daily basis and whatever you want is yours. That's essentially what Jesus is saying to us today. But if you want the power, all you have to do is communicate with him. If you communicate with Jesus, he will tell you exactly what to do. He will tell you exactly what. To, God is so good that he will tell you what to pray. God is so good that he will tell you when to fast. God is so good that he will lead you to what scripture that he wants you to. God is so good that he will tell you what to say to that coworker, that, that, that coworker that's struggling. And, 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 and you know that they need Jesus, but you don't feel good enough. And, and you don't feel worthy enough. And you know that you just messed up yesterday. So how can I tell them about, about God? God will give you the words in that moment. You don't have to be perfect. God is not expecting anybody in this church to be perfect. He's just asking us to be, to be willing. He's just asking us to be willing. When Jesus went, uh, after they got through that situation, and Jesus asked them why they were so fearful, he went over into the next chapter. They got to the other side in Mark chapter 5, and the Bible tells us, won't be on, be on the screen. The Bible tells us that immediately when Jesus got out of the ship, that there was a man who was demon possessed of the Gadarenes uh, is where they were. And he comes out and he and, and he greets Jesus immediately. And the Bible specifically tells us that that this man had been that he was no longer able to be bound with chains. Because he had been bound with chains before, but he had ripped them apart one by one. And so now the people knew that, that, that he, it was an unmanageable problem, that they just had to deal with it. That they just had to avoid it. They just had to try to keep him away from this stuff. And for many of us, there's, there's something in our lives that, that, that we're ashamed of. That we don't want other people to see. Why don't we stand to our feet? There, 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 there's this man of Gadarenes who was who was even possessed. He he dwelt in caves because that's all, that's the only place that he could live. And in each of us, there's there's a cave within our hearts where we have a person, a thing, a problem, an issue, a struggle. We have it tucked away where. People, where people can't see it, where when I come to church and I and I got on my church outfit, no, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna ask me any questions. Nobody, it's something that that, that I don't talk about on Facebook. You know, it, it it it's not always it's not always appealing to talk about suicidal thoughts, to be open about about the pain that you felt growing up as a child, to, to the, the, the abandonment. The, it's, it's just tucked away. It's tucked away in a cave somewhere. But at some point, each of us, this problem becomes like this man of the gatherings where it's no longer able to be bound by the chains that we try to put around it. It's no longer able to just be managed by your own strength. 
they had given up. They said, Lord, we're just going to let this guy run wild. He can live in the cave by himself. And that's what we'll do with ourselves. If we don't allow Jesus to step in and do some heart work, today is our opportunity. Because if we don't allow Jesus to step in, what was manageable today may not be manageable next week. What was manageable, come on, some of you have already experienced it, where something was manageable a year ago, and now you're realizing that that, that thought is no longer manageable. My inclination to watch this thing is no longer manageable. I used to be able to control my mouth a little bit better, but, but now it's no longer manageable. I, I, I used to only flirt a little bit with, with, with my coworker, but, but now it's becoming unmanageable. Now, 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 it's, now it's something that, that I can't, each of, us, each of us has something that, 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 that we thought was manageable that is becoming unmanageable or we think is manageable now that will become unmanageable in the future. I don't want us to be like this man of the Gadarenes who when Jesus spoke to, to him, he said, what is your name? He said, Legion, for we are many. There were many spirits that were in this man. He, he was tormented and he was struggling and he was, he was struggling and, and he had nobody to help him. I, I, I don't want to be like the man where, where, I feel like, where I feel like there's nobody to help me. And so I just take on more and more things. There, there's people who, 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 are, who are better preachers than me, better musicians than me, better singers than me. Who, who, who They didn't allow anybody to help them. They didn't allow Jesus to help them. And now they've taken on so many things that they're unrecognizable from the person that they were before. But let me tell you, if they would allow Jesus to step into their lives in a moment, Jesus would be able to heal them and to deliver them. Let me tell you, if there's something in your life that you are embarrassed about, that you are ashamed of, that you are struggling with, you do not need to feel embarrassed with Jesus. You, don't, you do not need to. God does not hate you. God is not waking up. I, this is a perfect moment. For the disciples, when they finally called on him, he wasn't upset that they called him. They, he wasn't upset. He didn't beat them up because they needed him. He didn't say, don't you guys know how to manage the ship? Jesus didn't say that. He didn't say, haven't you guys been through this before? He didn't say that. He said, why are you so fearful? Because he was so close to them. Why are you fearful? Why are you anxious? Why are you so worried? Why, why, why can't you sleep at night? Well, why is it that you can't focus while you're at work? Why is it, well, why is it that, you're, that, that, that you're having to, to get another medication for this? Well, why, why, why is it? Why is it? Uh, God, God, why am I so anxious? Jesus is asking you that question today. Why are you so fearful? He's not upset with you. Why don't we lift up our hands all across this place? I want to communicate that to somebody. Somebody needs to believe that in this place today. Jesus is not upset with you. God does not hate you. God is not going to beat you up because you've been struggling with this for five years. God is not going to beat you up because you've been struggling with this for five months. God is not going to beat you up because you've been praying about this for the last week, every day, and every day you've kept on failing. God is not upset with you today because you have fallen short. He just wants you to call on him. Can somebody call on his name right now? Can somebody say the name of Jesus all across this place? Somebody say Jesus all across this place. Come on, there's power in his name today. Come on, there is salvation in his name. There is strength in his name. 
There is deliverance in his name. Come on, there is deliverance from suicidal thoughts in this place right now. Come on, yeah, there's, there's, there's deliverance from depression right now. Come on, somebody's marriage needs healing in this moment. Come on, come on, there's healing in your marriage right now. Come on, there's healing in your body right now. Come on, there's healing in your thoughts right now. Come on, there's a deliverance from your past, freedom from your past. Come on, some of you still see yourselves as the person that was abused 20 years ago. Some of you are still seeing yourselves as a person that was forgotten 13 years ago. There is freedom right now. There's freedom right now. There's freedom right now.